Hey guys, I'm Shane. Hello, I'm EJ. I'm Francis. Francis Cunningham, EJ Jones from Piper Jones Band. Um, let's get started talking about your history here at the Duck. I know EJ, you've been playing here in many forms. Since fashions. 1994. 94, when did we open, yeah. 90? 90, yeah, and my first concert here was in August of 1994, so 26 years ago. That's a long time. It was. And you had your first Guinness here. I did have my first Guinness well, here. You're of a age a Guinness. Well, it was, yeah, about, yeah, that's right. My first of age Guinness was here, too. You didn't have one on, <laughs> oh. We'll edit that out. Francis, how long have you been playing here? I've been playing. Oh, I started coming to the session here when I was in high school. I was going down the road at HSPVA, and so that would have been 92 or 93 or somewhere oh, you've around been here, there. You've been doing that long, too? Yeah, oh. long, long, long time. Y'all were both before me. <laughs> I've been here forever. When did you start, Shane? I don't know, like 98? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was a young man. Oh. You were. We all you were. still are. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to ask you some questions. We're going to get into it. So do you remember the first and last record that you purchased? Yeah, well, my first one was Renaissance music. My, my, well, I guess my grandma got it for me, so I didn't buy it. But it was my first. How old were you? First CD. I was in like middle school. It was called Dance of the Renaissance. That's and what all the kids in middle school were buying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it became profitable because me and my friend Eden we formed a Renaissance band and we owned the bar mitzvah scene in Houston. We got hired to play a bar mitzvah, and then friends hired us, and their friends hired us, and we just ripped off the CD. We had notated the entire album, and we just played that and <laughs> made a fortune in bar mitzvahs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that well dried up now, or are they still having bar mitzvahs during the COVID? <laughs> I don't know. They might not all be Renaissance-themed anymore. <laughs> Zoom mitzvahs? They're not, I don't know. I don't Zoom know anything mitzvahs. about them. I've never been to one. <laughs> no, they exist. Yeah. EJ? Oh, what was your, actually, your most recent, what was your... Oh, my most recent album was a Cormac Begley album, and it's fantastic. And it's uh, it looks like a concertina. I forgot what the I think it's just called Cormac Begley. I think it's he's a fantastic concertina player in Ireland, and he's got this bass one. It shakes the earth when he plays that thing. It's such a good recording. What format? Digital. Yeah. Digital? No, I actually I ordered a CD from him, oh. and it came from New Zealand, so it took like a month to get it, but <laughs> so worth it. Good for you. Buying CDs, EJ. First, first album, "Momentary Lapse of Reason" by Pink Floyd. There you go. Age of twelve, <laughs> and learned all the words to "On the Turning Away," which is, a, I still love that song. I can play it on the bagpipes too. And <laughs> yeah, when we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico, some guy in a tie-dye shirt came up to the stage and said, "Hey, did y'all do any Pink Floyd?" And I said, "No, we're not gonna do any effing Pink Floyd." And then we played that song, <laughs> and he he loved it. <laughs> we, yeah, we played a Floyd song, and my the last record I bought was by. A punk rock singer who turned to folk music, and he plays classical guitar and sings very softly. But he's he started as a punk rock singer, so he's it's as 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 intense as you can possibly get, almost whispering and playing classical guitar. And his songwriting is just out of this world. When you hear his songs, you'll be walking down the street, you'll you'll hear some of his lyrics, and you'll just stop and collapse in tears. I mean, his name is John Spillane. He's an Irish songwriter, Powerful. John Spillane, amazing what, uh, songwriter. What band did he play? With? He he used to well when I first saw him, it was 25 years ago, and he played in a band called Nomos, uh, with a concertina player named Niall Vallely, who had a uh, who um, was partners with the lead singer of Solas. Okay. Uh, remember Karen Casey? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And John Spillane sang 
all the songs and he and he did some songs in Nomos that I've never seen released. Um but but John Spillane is now a very, very successful songwriter. He's he's on a big label, I can't remember which one, but he's got all these you can look him up, John Spillane, S P I L L A N E. Amazing songwriter. Yeah. Was it digital? Yeah. CD? Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Cool. So off that, what was your first concert? What was your f- like first concert you went to and the first one that I'm going to this? It was my money. It was my choice. Yeah. Or is it one and the same? Yeah, those are two <laughs> different things. Questions, they are. aren't they? Yeah, you know, I got well drugged to Petra. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to go to see Petra. I mean, they were great. How about Robert Plant in 93? Yeah. And the Summit. Does everybody know where the Summit is? Lakewood <laughs> Church. Every time somebody says Summit, I'm like, what church? Yeah. Were yeah. the girls there? Were there? The girls, the dancing girls. No, not no, not that time. No. <laughs> There were lots in the audience, though. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Again, you're cooler. Although mine's pretty cool, I think, because it was the Monkees when they were on their 1988 reunion tour. And that's also a grandma story because I had tried to win tickets on the oldie station, like 16th caller or whatever. And, of course, I didn't win. And my grandma happened to call right after that, and I was bawling. And she's like, what happened? Like, the, the Monkees, I didn't win tickets to the Monkees. <laughs> He said, Paul, <laughs> and they took us all out to see the monkeys at Astroworld. It was Astroworld? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, ever, What was ever that, Southern Star that. Amphitheater? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was fantastic, too. <laughs> I mean, you got a day at Astroworld and a concert. Yes. It was amazing. I mean, like <laughs> childhood dreams come true. <laughs> yeah. And the first ones I bought tickets for was here. I was coming here all the time. Do you remember who? Ah. I can't remember who it was. Um, I was just, I pretty much lived well, back here. In, yeah, back in those days, we had like three Irish shows a week. Yeah. Was Wednesdays were nuts. Yeah. I remember those days. Oh, man, that was so fun. Yeah. Love this place. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what were our first jobs? Was your first job, you know, knocking out of the park at bar mitzvahs? Or did you <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> was your first paying game? Yeah, I, my first paying one, I guess, was a brass quintet from HSPVA. Um, we got hired out to play weddings and church stuff and um, museum things, and so that would have, I've always, always done music, except for a short time I worked at a bird store that sold bird seed. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's always been music. Always been music. Mm-hmm. DJ? Slave labor for family doesn't count. It no, has to be. Cause I had a lot of that. Yeah, me too. I I'm had a lot, a lot of unair conditioned machine shop summers, <laughs> you know, down in Pasadena. But my first paid job was at Subway Sandwiches just down the street from here on really? Richmond. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I worked there for a year and a half at the age of 15. And then I worked at uh, House of Pies just down the street right over here. as a waiter. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I working bet. at House of Pies. They put me in the graveyard shift. Oh God! Uh, oh, it was great. <laughs> it was such a party. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a complete. It was like a, a just a melee of a party until about four a.m. and then an hour of nothing, and then and then about five thirty, people would come in on their way to work and they would want things done exactly perfect. And just two hours a- ago, you'd been, I mean, slinging pancakes everywhere for all the drunk people. It was really <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I re- I've s- I had some good times. So oh I yeah. I don't remember too well yeah. there. <laughs> so, what are we doing during the quarantine? Are we watching Netflix, Hulu, reading? Yeah, I've been trying to learn to watercolor. That's been fun. Bob Ross? No, I just uh. like bats and and spiders and 
and uh, <laughs> snails and things and puppy dog tails. <laughs> Not just yet, but that would be fun to do a study of puppy dog tails and all the positions of wagging, maybe. <laughs> but also watching watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> what are you watching? Norsemen, most recently. There's a new season out. Is there really a new season? There's a new season of Norsemen. <laughs> Norsemen so is a very serious <laughs> documentary on Netflix. It's a it's a historically accurate documentary. Uh huh. It's called Norsemen. Oh, is that the comedy thing? Are y'all it's not a comedy? Yeah. It's a historically, it's very dry. So. Yeah. I mean, I can't get wait to get home and watch it tonight. <laughs> after that. Yeah, it's comedy. You gotta watch it. Yeah. It's exactly how it happened. So I guess that's what you're watching too. But picture this because when I started watching it, I was like, oh, it's about Viking. I like Vikings. I like documentaries. And then, what is this? <laughs> I think I watched like the little preamble on it and then never, I said, well, I'll come back to this one. You should get back to it. Maybe I should. <laughs> Any ideas? Was that what you're watching, EJ? You got something yeah. else? Yeah, I'm staring into space mostly. And I'm watching the space, That's watching it. birds <laughs> outside, watching leaves growing. <laughs> Plus, she put together an entire festival. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I was involved with the online of uh, Grandfather Mountain Festival, which is a festival in North Carolina, the Highland Games in North Carolina. Okay. And we had a we had an online event where everybody contributed videos, so all the different participants made videos, and it actually felt like we all came together and got closer in real life, which was weird because I didn't, I've never experienced something online actually make you feel closer to people but i think nowadays we're starting to we're starting to actually get that attain right. that well, i think people are starving for yeah. some sort of contact yeah. with mm -hmm. other human beings yeah, yeah that so. sense of community well going straight out of that seriousness we're going to go into who your celebrity crushes were Ooh, besides davy jones hmm. well i mean <laughs> davy jones works <laughs> we can go in a couple it sounds like you got a lot let's get it out <laughs> Davy Jones will always be the Davey best one. <laughs> <laughs> he was so cute with his little <laughs> English boy hair and that cute little accent. <laughs> but also, Hugh Jackman's pretty great. He's like Wolverine, and he can sing like that. Whew, that's nice. Learning some things, EJ, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Davy Jones, how about you? Mine, an early, an early celebrity crush of mine was Beth Patterson of the Poor Clares. <laughs> You remember that band, the Poor Clares from Poor New Orleans? Clares. Poor Clares. Uh, she was the bazooki player. She was blonde and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And when I first saw her, I, I think I was 16. She was 17. She was playing at the North Texas Irish Festival in a circle of people. And she was just playing the hell out of the bazooki and smoking a pipe at the same time. <laughs> and I just thought I that mean, was that's just that's so bad. That's hot. And that was, it was cool. It was cool. Back then, back then people did that. <laughs> yeah, she's an awesome bazooki player. We're not that old, EJ. Uh, she's a really good so songwriter and singer, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, that was an attainable celebrity Not crush, at though. all. Are you kidding? No? Not at all attainable. Not for me. <laughs> no way. That's I didn't. Funny. I didn't have the, I didn't have the courage to speak to her for about 20 years <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's still time yeah. yeah yeah now we're on speaking terms but francis and she are best friends <laughs> you send dirty jokes back and forth all yeah. the time yeah. well there you go <laughs> you got any yeah never mind so let's get to some songwriters okay. as far as uh don't tell me one <laughs> no don't tell us <laughs> no, wait a minute you're gonna talk no 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 you don't know which one let's hear it learned it they all want to hear a don't joke ask. we do have a Oh studio boy. audience, you want to hear a joke? Let's let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> um, 
What did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? Uh, I don't know. Wiped his butt. <laughs> so, uh, favorite songwriters. So, favorite songwriters, uh, Francis. Who, uh, EJ, we'll go with you first on this okay. one. Who are some of your favorite songwriters? Well, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I just, since I was into folk music a whole lot, I missed a whole lot of pop music. And now I'm kind of discovering it for the first time, really listening, really like looking at the lyrics while just listening to it, not doing anything else, not not treating it in any way as any kind of background music. Um, Jim Croce is just killing oh yeah, me. That's great. Killing me. And and Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, it's those are names that everybody knows, of course, right. but I, I had never really, really listened to them, you know, because I just they were just always around. And um, oh, who else? Um who else? Oh, there was another. Um, I mean, yeah, I've I've, I've gotten into um, you know I've gotten into um, just kind of rediscovering the Beatles and stuff. I know okay. it's, that sounds like a just kind of nah, a really. pat answer, but it's amazing stuff, especially Jim Croce. Like yeah. the the um, that song "I Got a Name" by Jim Croce, which is which is um, not written by him. Um, I can't remember the who wrote it. Norman Gimbel wrote it. Um, just an awesome song, but also, um, Robert Earl Keane is probably my favorite songwriter. Really? Yeah. Robert Earl Keane got me into country music. I hated country music until I heard, until, um, my friend Gregory, the fiddle player in clandestine made us because it was his truck. <laughs> it was his truck and his rules. And so I he could see that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, um, we were listening to Robert Earl Keane a lot in that band and I got into country music after that because I heard that line. Where he says, "I don't wear no Stetson, but I'm willing to bet, son, I'm just as big a Texan as you are." And I, th I that really spoke to me because right. I don't wear cowboy boots or anything, but I take great pride in in you know living here, being from here. Anyway, says the guy that moved yeah. to North Carolina. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The state no, flag's almost identical. Great. I, I uh, yeah, I think he's underrated as a songwriter, songwriter, because mm -hmm. he's got he's been lumped into that. You know that Texas where everybody tried to be him, so I think mm -hmm. people got kind of sick of it. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, yeah, I, I had not paid him much attention because same thing. He was in that crowd, yeah. and they're all they're all pretty good. But I had not done much special listening until you kind of made me, and I was so. You're kind of right in the middle of that world in Nashville, though. So yeah. you get a lot of that. <coughs> everybody wants to write a song there, be a songwriter. So who are some of your people? Well, I've always been more drawn to the tunes, and I do have a lot of songwriters that I really respect. But the 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 instrumental music is really what's always spoken to me, and. <coughs> Some of my favorite. I think I like the tunes so much because you can interpret them however you want to. And um, I have a hard time listening to words because I'm listening to the bass lines and listening to the harmony lines and the melody lines and how the chords are constructed and <coughs> everything's stacked on top of each other from one moment to the next. And so the words, I have a hard time paying attention to right. those. Um, well, composer same way. It's you know it's a songwriter too. So yeah. yeah. I would say Jimmy Keen. He's an accordion player uh, up in Chicago. His parents are both from Cary, and uh, he's a beautiful accordion player. And his tunes are so pretty. He's got this way with his left hand, the, the chord side of the accordion. So beautiful. And his melodies just, oh, they make me cry. I can't listen to him without tearing up. It's embarrassing. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool that you, you know somebody that kind of gets that kind of an emotion out of you. Oh, yeah, so we'll go with one. you again on this one, um, Francis. Uh, did you ever... Mm. 
was there a song, a moment, something you heard in your life where it's like, I want to do this for the rest of my life? Was it like a one moment or one song or? Yeah, you know, I can remember. I can remember when that was. It was the first time I ever heard Solace at the North Texas Irish Festival. <coughs> and John Doyle, you know, he's like you're talking <coughs> with the songwriters, you know, now every guitar player w wants to be John Doyle. But when he, he's still, he does it better than anyone. But when he first came out, I and everyone else had never heard that sound before. His huge bass string and his way with chords and bass lines. And um, I heard them playing live. It's like, who is that bass player? And who is that guitar player? And they were the same guy. And it blew my mind. And that's when it really was just it for me, was hearing that. That's cool, because a lot of people kind of him and Hall kind of get to it later, but you you know exactly that that moment, huh? Yeah. So cool. It was magic. Nice. Yeah. So EJ, I'm imagining you were in probably lying in bed when you were 13 and in Dark Night, and you heard two cats fighting outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I want to recreate that noise. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of fascinated to, um, you know, I, because I, and I, if you don't know, EJ is a world class. Bagpipe player for all of you <laughs> out there, and I we people are always people always comment about you. I mean, I don't know much about it, but you know the bagpipes that instrument. If you're bad at it, man, it's it's brutal. <laughs> but you know, I've I've always liked it when Bon Scott played it on Long Way to the mm -hmm. Top. So, but what kind of drew you? Did you was there a moment that kind of I just wonder what kind of drew you to this instrument? I when I got into it, it was it was pr it was practically a requirement. So. I was doing it for about three years and just learning traditional tunes that you would play in a pipe band. And I loved it. Um, but the thing that made me really, really want to do it on the road as a musician on stage, I was going to say same exact moment as Francis said when I first heard Solace. Really? When I first heard John Doyle and Solace and I first heard Karen Casey sing the words... Um, uh, come to bed with me, my boy. We'll have a roll around the blankets. I just thought that was so sexy the way she sang that. <laughs> and I just love that song. Track one of the Solace album. That's that, that was that was the one completely transformative <laughs> experience for a lot of people. That's that's what you want a musician to do is <coughs> entertain the audience, but also you want them to inspire all the other musicians to play better. Of course, to right. follow them, and that Solace definitely did that. But uh, but before that. The Tannehill Weavers did that to me because they were one of the early bands that take the bagpipe and amplify a guitar and amplify a fiddle and have everybody playing in the in the pipes playing as a member of the band, not just a not just a marching around instrument with drums, but in a band on a stage with songs and right. stuff like that. The Tannehill Weavers did that yeah, for me. Solos and Tannehill yeah. both played here. Yeah, back in the day. I remember I remember some of the early Tannehill Weavers shows. And that was they were just great shows and the, and the battlefield band played oh here yeah, yeah. solace yeah. played here the old blind dogs played here all yeah. the greats of celtic music and you know and really some of the 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 touring golden years yeah were here there was a lot of them it was yeah mm -hmm. we miss it we all miss it we talk about it quite yeah. a bit um so you're in a band and you need to put a band around it what's y'all's dream band y'all can collaborate on this one who's your drummer who's your whatever you want to do if you want a singer if you want a bass player you can just play tambourine for <laughs> Led Zeppelin if you like. That's your <laughs> jam. I would like an accordion, I know. I was going to say uh, I want to be the bagpiper in Jethro Tull. Oh, that's a good answer. Uh, can, you, can you just stand on one But leg? an accordion's cool. <laughs> an accordion's cool. I want Jimmy Keen. 
I know who drummer too. I played on the Opry for five years with the Mike Snyder band, and there's a house drummer um, for the Opry band named Mark Beckett, and he's such a great drummer. Oh man, he is so good. In the, my dream band, he would play the drums. Who's your front man? Oh, we're the front. You are the front <laughs> people. Yeah, we're the front people. Of course. Yeah. Rich Brotherton on guitar. <laughs> Jean-Michel Vaillant on flute. Yes. DJ's <laughs> thought about oh this. I know. Oh he's yeah. thought about oh this. Yeah. Oh yeah. He doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings because he's such a nice yeah. guy. He doesn't want to leave yeah. anybody out. Eden Summer standing on a couple of boxes. Um, <laughs> on fiddle. Yeah, yeah. She'd be a fiddle player for yeah. sure. It's going to be like Lyle Lovett's band before long. Yeah. Just have everybody. <laughs> so uh, do we have any um, – Francis, I'm almost afraid to ask you this question. But what yeah. are your guilty pleasures? Oh, <laughs> well, one I can say for sure is a radio show called Freebird Hot Wings. <laughs> They're based on him. The one where they eat the, the real hot wings. Freebird and Hot Wings. Oh, uh. uh, they <laughs> they they talk about horrible things, but they're nice guys, <laughs> which is why it's so great. They talk about incredibly stupid things, but they're <laughs> really nice guys, and they're so funny and so stupid. And I love that show. <laughs> Free beer and hot wings, everybody. DJ. Yes. Guilty pleasure, like, like. I don't know. Do you have show? You, do you like watching Britney Spears Instagram? I don't, you know, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Is there anything like that? Guilty. Something pleasure. you don't want to tell people, basically, but don't you're gonna tell, tell people. I'm gonna tell everybody. All <laughs> tens of Guilty. people that are gonna be watching um, this. So, something Francis and I have. We have a rule uh, after the show. We do not, we do not look at any of the footage taken. We don't look at YouTube and look at our look for our names on YouTube or Google or anything like that. <laughs> we don't listen to our music after the show. We don't watch any of the any of the video after the show. We we go watch South Park. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. what we do. Otherwise, yeah. I'm the worst. I love South Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> learned. I feel that way about these interviews. Though I don't look at them after I do them. Yeah. I'm like mortified we up here. Yeah. Yeah, don't You're don't good. do it don't do it before you go to bed. <laughs> you know, do do it in the morning when you've got the rest of the day to kind of recover. Yeah, and just yeah. watch South Park. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we watch? We watch Reno nine one one. Oh that's yeah. That's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. <laughs> a funny show. Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah. Official movie of our band. Yeah, we we have usually well not usually often we have a third person a drummer whether it's Wolf Losher who we love plays with us a lot mm -hmm. uh, yeah. or we've and um everyone has to watch Thor Ragnarok with us yeah. or you don't play with <laughs> us that's right that's one of the requirements to be in your band yes that's <laughs> what we need to do that's what we need to do when we can all get together in a great big group and have a great big slumber party is let's <laughs> all get together and watch Thor Ragnarok <laughs> and have a slumber party maybe we can do it here maybe we can put a huge screen up that'd be cool and watch Thor bring your sleeping bags yeah and we'll say no behold <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you might have the mayor on you I've seen it I've seen <laughs> it I'm not gonna act like I have best it, like movie I'm ever cool. made well okay <laughs> what's your favorite movie ever yeah favorite movie ever yeah, yeah. Star Wars the original one uh huh oh. period yeah, that's in it. the story that's it <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we forgot about that you one. And Mary Poppins, the original. Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Let's watch that one later. <laughs> it's okay. amazing. Don't watch the new one. It's terrible. Okay. All right. I'm last so question. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. Awful. So easy question. Well, uh, this is the question I get hated on by a lot of people. Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Beatles. Zeppelin. 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 
You have yeah. to say Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> but I do have another, like, okay, so somebody was, oh, those are both English bands. What about yeah. American bands? But what two American bands? I was like Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Is there anything more iconic? Oh, Johnny Cash versus Willie Nelson? Yeah. That, that they would like be an American tough. version. If I don't know who yeah. else. We were talking about it. Because uh. like, somebody always asks that Beatles Stones mm-hmm. question. It's like, what about us Americans? Yeah. It's all about us. They were just so great, though. Who, yeah, who changed mm-hmm. the world in the same yeah. way that they did? Nobody. Yeah. But Definitely Beatles, though. They and are both Beatles. Stuff that Sorry. They do. Yeah, Beatles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm Johnny Cash and Willie, though. I'm Willie. Willie. I'm Johnny. Yeah. I once um, had a nearish brush with Billy Nelson. I had gone into a studio in Nashville to do some stuff for some people on the Bazooki, and it smelled like weed so strong. <laughs> and I was like, and they said, oh, sorry, Willie was just here. <laughs> I breathed in his secondhand <laughs> marijuana smoke. <laughs> well, Francis, you've been a delight tonight. <laughs> no, just kidding. Thanks, guys. That's, that's Thanks all a lot, I got. Shane. That was fun. Thanks. Was. Thank Francis you. Francis Cunningham, EJ Jones. <laughs> Thanks, Bye everybody. Man. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>